0: Hello, this is Audrey Mack. The Word of God says in 3 John 2, I wish above all things that you may prosper, be in good health, just as your soul prospers. So I pray that this message be a blessing to you. Go deep into your heart to work divine transformation, both in you and through you. So get ready, open your heart, and be blessed. Yes. So what have we been talking about? The authority, how to exercise our authority to command, demand, require, knowing that Jesus, He will do it. Amen. You, you, we saw that in John chapter 14. That is how the Father and Jesus operated. Jesus found out the will of the Father, spoke, amen, demanded, require, commanded, and He said, and the Father who is in me does the works. So here it is. This is what we do. We find out the will. Amen. We speak out in the name of Jesus and Christ who is in us does the works. That's where we can stand in faith. And so we saw that number one, uh, um, being intimidated by the forces of evil, by the devil, will short-circuit your authority. Then we saw that we got to take up position of authority, which is at the right hand of the Father, right? And, uh, uh, far above all the powers of evil. Then we saw that, that, that condemnation is a strategy of the evil one to get you to be paralyzed, passive. Amen. And, and we found out that the devil roars as a... Roaring lion, pa- passing himself for the roaring of the king of kings. And we saw in Proverbs, the roaring of the wrath of a king is like the roaring of a lion. That's what the devil does. He tries to pass himself for, for God, saying, you dirty bag, you, you, how dare you think you can cast out a demon? I'm not coming out. How dare you think you can lay hands on the sick? And so now we we found out how to do that, to put on that breastplate of righteousness. Amen. To stand legally in that right that was given to us and and, and in Christ. And then we saw that the devil will defeat you if you stay in the sense realm. Amen. We've got to go and walk by faith and not by sight. Because if you go moved by what you see and what you feel he is the god of this world he'll defeat you anytime you've got to go right back into the faith realm believing in what you know what you believe instead of what you see and what you feel and you'll defeat him anytime amen if you stay in faith you beat him up every time and then now lastly i want to touch something that i believe is so powerful and that all of us need to hear and hear and hear again. We found out that authority is exercised through our words, not just the word that we speak and command, you know, but the word that we speak all through the day. Binding and loosing happens not only when we exercise, we command and speak to to sickness or to the devil, but also through the day, through our conversation or through what we say, through our words, Without realizing we are exercising that, uh, uh, that law of binding and loosing, that authority. Amen. And so we find out that we, Jesus says in Mark 11:23. 23, you remember? He says, whoever speaks to the mountain, it to be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that what he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. We know that. We find out that this is how Jesus exercised authority all through His ministry. That's how He healed the sick. Amen. We saw He spoke to a tree. Amen. And He dried up from the roots. He spoke to the wind, to the storm. It calmed down. He spoke to a man who was sick at a distance. And the man became better and got healed. He spoke to a dead man. He rose from the dead. That's how Jesus spoke. And we see that Jesus, when He spoke, things happened. The dead raised. You notice Jesus Jesus had to to say, Lazarus, come forth. Because if He didn't say Lazarus, everybody else would come. (laughs) He said, okay, guys, Lazarus, come forth. Glory to God. Oh, can I say a little parenthesis? You re- oh, shut up, I'm getting excited. Do you remember in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus was there and the, the, all the, 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 the people came against Him and says, we are looking for who? He said, who are you looking for? He says, Jesus of Nazareth. And He said, I am, and all of a sudden, everybody fell in the power and you find out a few verses later he said that a young man was totally naked he only had a linen cloth and then they grabbed the linen cloth and he, he ran out naked now what is a young man did with the linen cloth then naked in the garden. You know why? Because in the time, the people that came from noble family and rich family, they were buried naked with a linen cloth. And the word in Greek, linen cloth, is a word that only speak of those burial cloth that were put over the dead body. And that young man that came out naked with a linen cloth that was only used for burial, where did he come from? He was buried in the garden of Gethsemane. Wow. And when Jesus says, I am, which meant I am God who created the universe, pow, that young man raised from the dead. And he came out and said, where am I? What am I doing? Woo! Glory to that. That's how much power was in his word. He spoke. Bam, things happened. But why is it that today, we know we have authority. We know we have the power, resurrection power on the inside of we were given the name of Jesus, the great I am. We were given that name, and yet we speak to the mountain, and the mountain looks at us and say, na, 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 I'm not going. And you're like, Why is it that we can speak to the problem, to the sickness, to the and, and it seems like our words have no power. Because we know that when God spoke, there was power. So let's find out together why is it that when God spoke, when Jesus spoke, there was power, things were being done. I mean, oh, and why is it that us, as sons of God, anointed, appointed, filled, and and, and oh, and, and we don't see the same power? We speak the word of God, and the word doesn't produce the same power. Well, let's look at it together. Can we do that? Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Why is it that God, His Word, had all power? We find that in Hebrew chapter 1. In Hebrew chapter 1, verse 3, it says that God is upholding all things by the Word of His power. You notice it doesn't say the power of His Word meaning the word has some power he said no he uphold the whole universe by the word which is his power his word is his power and why is it that his word has power why is it because the word of god has all integrity because when god speaks he does let's look at some verses together Glory to God. In Psalm 138, verse 2, he said that God has magnified his word above his name. Come on, people. This name, the name of Jesus is powerful. But his word is even being put above the name. The name of Jesus. But we find that also in Numbers 23. Oh, glory to God. In Numbers 23, verse 19, who's got a Bible and who's turned to it? You got it, brother? Come here and read it out loud.
1: God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? And hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good?
0: Oh, glory to God. You find out he said that when God spoke, he did it. When God said something, He did it. He performed it. I mean, we have also in the book of Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12, it says that God <clears throat> watches over His wo- Word to perform it. He says it. He does it. God is not a man that is going to speak and says, oh, I'm repenting. I'm changing my mind. Kings X. Let's do it. No, no. God says it. Now he's bound by his word. Have you ever said, oh, I give you my word? Well, God has given us his word. Now he's bound and limited by his word. And when he speaks the word, now he's limited by his word. He watches over his word to perform it. And now he even looks. He says it. He'll do it. You can bank on it. If God says something in his word, he does it. And his word has all power. His word is power because His word has all integrity. His word can never be broken. His word can never be changed. God will never change His word, break His word, remove His word, change His mind. And because God is a God of all integrity, God is a God of all power. His Word has all power. His Word is power because His Word has all integrity. You see, His power and His integrity are hand in hand. You break the integrity of Word, no power. power. If for one second God would break His Word, all universe would collapse immediately. Because the minute the word breaks, loses its integrity, its word loses its power. But why is it that us, sons of God, anointed, called, filled, appointed, we can speak the word of God and yet the word doesn't seem to have any power. The same power that it had in Jesus' mouth. Why? Go with me if you don't mind to Mark 11:23. Let's go there again. The verse that talks about speaking to the mountain, and he tells us, when you speak to it, he'll be moved. And we find that Jesus says whoever speaks to the mountain, to the problem and command it to be cast into the sea and does not halt, but doubt in his heart. But listen to this, but believe that whatever He says will be done he will have whatever he says Amen. did you notice something here yeah. jesus says here in order to have what you say you must believe that whatever you say will be done i'm going to let it sink a little bit Mm-mm-mm. go with me if you don't mind even if you do mind <laughs> To James chapter 1, verse 26. We're going to tie it all together. James chapter 1, verse 26. Here, James. Let me go to my Bible here. James chapter 1, verse 26. Come on, help me here, Bible. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. I have read that verse hundreds of times. But one day, you know how that happens. You can read that verse and all of a sudden, bam, words are popping out. And their two words kind of stood out to me. The word brittle, it's brittle, right, or bridle? Bridal, thank you. Where is my, my husband? He usually tells me. The word bridal and the word vain or useless. And I found out the word bridal in the Greek, listen to what it, it says. The word bridal means to guide, to lead, to hold in check, to restrain. And the word vain or useless means devoid of force devoid of power, with that success and result. In light of that, let's read James one twenty six again. James 1.26 says, If anyone among you thinks he is religious, godly, powerful, and he does not lead his tongue, guide his tongue, hold his tongue in check, and in restrain it, his one religion is with that success, with that power, void of force and, 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 and victory. That's what it says. One that does not know how to lead his words, his mouth, to hold it in check, to guide it, to restrain it. He said, number one, he says that one will deceive his heart and his religion will be with that power with that success, with that force, and with that result. Now let's go back to Mark eleven twenty three, When Jesus said, whoever speaks to the mountain and commanded to be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that what he says will be done. Question to you. When you say, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Gray, I'm going to come here and I'm going to help clean up the room, set up the chair. I'll be there at 5 o'clock. And it's 6.30, you don't show up. When you said, I'll be there at 5 o'clock, do you believe that what you said would be done? When you said, oh, oh, God spoke to me, I'm going to give you 500. I'm going to pay that month's tuition for you and you never do it, did you really believe when you made that promise that that promise would be done? Because Jesus said, if when you speak, you say something, and you don't truly believe that it will be done, you won't have what it says. It will, what happens? Your words, the integrity of your words breaks. The moment you, your word loses its integrity, your word will lose its power. And remember, James says, you cannot have two springs come out of your heart at the same time it's either pure or unpure. You remember what James says, when you are one of those people that doesn't know how to guide the tongue, lead the word, the, the tongue, hold it in check and in restraint, you deceive your heart. There is a short circuit here between your heart and your mouth. We found out that God spoke, his word had all power. When Jesus spoke to the wind, bam, it obeyed. Because his word had all integrity. But you see, we try to speak the word and our word all of a sudden has no power because we have trained our mouth. We have not trained our mouth. We have deceived our heart. And if there is a lack of integrity between our mouth and our heart. And all of a sudden, because it loses its integrity, it loses its power. Mm-hmm. Oh, glory. Yes, Jesus, help us. But it's good. There is hope. Because we know that if we can come to that place, if we have lost the integrity of our words, we can regain it. You see, in the past, you remember, even when we say, I give you my word. You see, I give you my word. It's like signing a covenant. People didn't have to sign contracts back then. They didn't have. They just gave their word. And their word was linked to their integrity, to their honor, to their influence, to anything. If somebody broke their word, they lost all influence, all honor in the neighborhood. Nobody would do business with them anymore. Nobody would believe. They'd lose everything. So their word had power. They say, I give you my word. The person knew it was like cl- stronger than signing unto co- God. But what, look at how, what the devil has done. You see what he's done? Through the, he has convinced people that their word have no bearing. That their word, you can speak words and it doesn't matter. That their words don't have that much importance anymore. You can say something and not mean it. You say what you don't mean, you mean what you don't you don't mean what you say, you exaggerate, you transform, you lie, you know, and it's like, what do you mean? It's okay. Everybody does it. Why has the devil done this? Because he knows that if he can convince people that their words are non-important, people will lose integrity, which they will lose power, which they will lose authority. And the, the devil's got them in a bag. Come on. You know, that's why the Bible tells us. You know, that's why I, I, I you know, I, I, I realize that, you know, I can have authority if I can have integrity in my word. And so don't come to me and ask me my opinion if you don't want to hear the truth. Don't ask me if that dress makes you look good, and it doesn't. I might, I'm not going to be rude about it. I'm not going to tell you it makes you look like a hippopotamus. <laughs> but I might tell you, you know what? That dress you wore the other day looks much better on you. You know what I mean? We don't have to be rude and obnoxious. I know sometimes people think that being truthful and bold means you're arrogant and obnoxious. No. But we've got to remain and retain the integrity of our words. So there is a polite, kind, gracious way to tell the truth. And here is the problem today. We've been trained to exaggerate, to lie, to give our words and not keep it. And what we don't realize is that we hurt ourselves. We we deprive ourselves. We strip ourselves of integrity, therefore, of power and authority. Listen to what the Word of God says. In Mark chapter 5, verse 37, it said, Let your yes be yes, and your no be no, and anything other than that comes from the evil one. Law. I mean, Jesus said, I mean, stand on what you said. If you said yes, then let, let it be yes. If you said no, let stood by your no. And if you try to go and change, that comes from the evil one. In Psalm chapter 15, verse 4, it says, Those who, d- who dwell in your tent, he who swears to his own hurt, who does not change... Let me tell you sometime, in some time to regain your integrity, it's going to hurt. How many of you have ever said something that later you regretted? <laughs> you said something, you're like, oh, why did I say that? You know, then once you understand that you've got to stand by your word, because if you don't stand by your word, there is a breakage, there is a, a short circuit of your uh, of integrity and, and authority. So you've got to launch that even if it hurts. Oh, gosh, even if it hurts, you've got to go and say, I'm going to make it good. I'm going to be like God. I'm going to watch over my word to perform it. So if you told somebody, I'm going to pay your tuition, you've got to, even if it hurts, even if you don't say, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but you've got to do it. Because your integrity, your authority is more important than anything else. If you say, I'm going to be here at 5 o'clock, then do whatever it, it, it takes to be there at 5 o'clock. And today, if you're going to be late, caught up in traffic, Give a call. I am, you know, I remember, and a lot of the culture I go to, it is amazing. Some of you are going to laugh at it because you know exactly what I'm getting ready to say. I remember I was in Ethiopia, and you know, a, a pastor had invited me to preach in his church. And he said, Sister Audrey, I'm going to come and pick you up at 7 o'clock. So, like me, I'm thinking, 7 o'clock, I'll, I'll be, I'm ready. I'm in quarter till 7, I'm there ready. 7 10 after se- 7. Okay, no me caught in traffic. 725. Man, that'd be a bad traffic. I wonder if there was an accident. Seven forty. Whoa. Ten till eight. I'm thinking. You forgot it. Or oh, it's another day. So I went almost get ready to get changed. And the pastor comes, hey, Sister Audrey. And I'm like, Pastor, you told me you we're coming at 7. Oh, you know, Sister Audrey, you know how we are in and it's African time. We meant, we meant 7, but you know how it is. I said, no, I don't know how it is. And so you don't you, you understand what I'm saying. And what the people don't know. I mean, I go to South America. Oh, it's, it's Colombia time or Bolivia time. I go to you know to India. You know, Sister Audrey, it's India time. And I tell people, listen to me, the culture of heaven, yeah, they tell me it's part of the culture, Sister Audrey. And I tell them, listen to me, the culture of heaven supersede any kind of culture. You're no longer a, a, a citizen of Africa, India, or wherever. You're a citizen of heaven. You've got to walk by the laws of heaven. You've got to walk by the culture of heaven. And in heaven, when you say something, you watch over your word to perform it. You know why the name of why there's been so much trouble in the body of Christ? Because Christians have no longer kept their integrity. They're worse than the world. Come on, it's silent in this. You know what I'm talking about. So you know you and I, especially if we are grace people, we've got to raise the bar and have the highest standard. Jesus told us if somebody asks you to run one mile, you run two miles. That means that glory to God, we're going to be above par. We're going to be people known. The caris people have to be people known for their integrity. People that speak and do. Don't be, don't give me no sloppy grace. That means you don't understand what grace is. Grace teaches Teaches you to deny ungodliness, to say no to mediocrity, to say no to the the laws of the way the world does things. No, no, no. You go. You say, okay. You want me to jump high? I'm gonna jump a little higher. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to be known to be people that speak. And man, they know that the minute you speak, they can depend on you. God is a God who is dependable. He says he does. You can count on what he says. And we've got to be like our father, be known for our integrity. We say we do. We watch over overall, even if it hurts. Because you understand that the minute you speak something, you've got to stand behind your word, watch it to perform it. Because if you don't, the devil's got you in a bag. You loses your integrity, which you loses the, the power, which you lose your integrity. And then you speak to the mountain, and the mountain says, you remember the other? You say that, you didn't do it. Why would I obey you right now? You don't even obey your own word. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. So we've got to be known of people that keep their word, even if it hurts, even if it, if it hurts. Glory to God. Listen to this other scripture. Number chapter 30. Number chapter 30, verse 2. It says, If a man vows a vow or swears an oath to bind his soul. Come on now. If he swears an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that comes out of his mouth. Mm -mm -mm. And so... We have got, you know, here it is. This is not a place of condemnation. Mm -mm. There is now no condemnation. But to me, that gives me hope. It gives me, because I said, okay, if there was a loss of integrity in my words, I can regain it. The mercies of God are new every morning. I can say, okay, God, I make a, f- a commitment today that I will not break my word. I will wa- watch over my word to perform it. I'm going to keep my word even if it's hurt, when, even when it's not convenient. You know, and there's been time where I have told somebody I was going to do something, and man, it, wasn't, it was not like, I, I, I didn't think I could do it, but I said, it doesn't matter what it takes. I'll go and do whatever it takes, and I'll do it. And you know what I'm talking about. So this morning, I want, I think it would be, it would be good. And like I said, it's not a place, it's a, it's a, it's a place for us to make, to make a good, fresh commitment to be people of integrity, to be people who speak and stand by their word, that keep their word, keep their promise, that i known for integrity. Are you in, 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 in here with me this morning? Yes. So let's just, could we do that? But here is what's so good about God. You know, I've had to do that, you know, some while back. Because sometimes you say things you don't mean, and you, mean, you don't mean what you say. With that, I mean, we have been trained in doing that. Or, you know, sometimes you try to be evangelistic. You know what I mean? You kind of stretch the truth a little bit. That, that, that is not good. And there's been time when I've said something that was a little evangelistic and I had to say, you know what, forgive me. There was not so many. There was, and I'd rather I'd rather be on the side of less than on the side of too much. Because my integrity is more important than my popularity. Do you know what I mean? And so if they would be okay, I would like us to close our eyes this morning. And I'm gonna ask you. If you said, you know what, Audrey, nobody's going to be looking around. But I mean, I'm not doing this as a religious, oh, I'm afraid of what people are going to think. No, no. It's just like, let's close ourselves in our little sanctuary between you and God to reflect on, on your own heart. And just ask yourself have I been a person who has, you know, had a breakage in my inte- the, the integrity of my words? And I, because I did not realize what I was doing. I didn't think it mattered that much. You know, if, if, if it's you and you say today, I need to make a commitment right now that I'm going to regain my integrity, I'm going to regain it and, and to keep it. If it's you, I'd like to see your hand. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. See, I, I, that was the right message. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So let's just right now make a fresh commitment together. Uh, let's just... You know, here this is what's so good about God. is, You know, when he gives us the word, there is grace that comes with it. Grace is mean that that's the decision. You see, the, the decision we're making this morning, we make it. It's not something you make one time. It's a decision that you're going to have to choose to make every day, sometime 100 times a day. You understand what I mean? And in order to stand by your word, you need the grace of God, that divine ability to do what's not humanly possible. And God is good at that. You know, he will give you that power. He'll give you that, that, that power, that grace to stand, to do what, what's necessary. So let's just, just repeat after me this morning. Father God, God. I thank you for your word. word. And I thank you for your truth. truth. It is your truth that sets me free. The truth that I know and that I do that sets me free. Satan, you are exposed. exposed. This morning, morning, I take a stand against you. you. And I make a decision decision. to regain the integrity of my word. word. I will say what I mean. I mean. I I will always mean what I say. I will speak and I will do. I will watch over my word to perform it. And if I say something that I regret, I will, I, will ke- I will keep that word even if it hurts. I am a person of honor. I'm a person of integrity because I'm a child of God. I'm a son of the Father. And so, Father, I do thank you for your grace, to your grace to keep my word. And I give you permission, Holy Ghost, every time I speak, to remind me to keep my word, to give me your grace, to give me your divine ability, to do what it takes, and to be that person you want me to be. I thank you, Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so now, whenever you speak, don't be surprised. If you say something and all of a sudden, oh, why did I say that? Then the Holy Ghost will remind you. Do you remember February the 20th at 9.30 in the morning? You're going to keep your word? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Yes, I am. Amen. Hallelujah. So now, this is so good. Holy Ghost, thank you so much. So let's now, thank you, Jesus. Let's do a time for question and answer. Can we do that? We have how much time? How much? 16 16 minutes. Praise the Lord. What more can we ask? Okay, let's just take some question and answer. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've, I've always tried to keep my word, but like today, right, an hour ago, I, I mean, I promised the people I'd take them to a ski
1: trip. Now it's got canceled, so, you know, <laughs> does that count?
0: <laughs> okay, but now here is the thing. You promised somebody you would take them skiing, but why did it get canceled? Was it because of you or another exterior?
1: Yeah, bad weather.
0: But, well, that was not you that said, so it's not that you chose to cancel it. Reschedule. It is rescheduled. Yeah. Yeah. We'll move, well, I can't, it I'm not going to take it tomorrow. It's next week. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. So, no, you see, it's but, if, not, if it was you that said, oh, I don't feel like going, you know. Circumstances. Okay? Yeah, circumstances, that's not, Yeah. so no, there is no, but you know, uh, Um. If, for example, you know that it's 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 not you that cancelled, but let's pretend you know that there is something happened, then you go to the person and you said, you know what, uh, it's cancelled, uh, but you know, uh, or I, it's not easy to go tomorrow, but you know I'm gonna leave it up to you. What do you think? You know, there is any way to, but you got If it's not you that broke that word, then you did not, you know, you didn't. There is not a, a loss of integrity there. Second question, yes, sir. Uh, I agree that uh, you have to be truthful and honest and say what you mean. Yes. But I have somewhat of a wild imagination
1: at times. And and I have a tendency to sort of say things and make up stories as I go along.
0: And the people I'm speaking to, they know I don't mean it, even though I do say it. I know that, they know that. But I just do it for fun. But
1: sometimes, you mean as a
0: jokingly kind of... Yes.
1: <laughs> but, but sometimes people pick me up on that and say, well, you shouldn't say this, that, or the other. You know, you should, be true. You should just speak yeah. the truth. But I'm just having fun. Is that okay? Yeah.
0: Well, you know, why don't you qualify it? You know, you can say, well, you know, just, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm joking right now, but, you know, because it's okay to joke. I mean, you, we, we're not going to be like so legalistic, like you know, bound, but you, you, it'd be good for you, but you don't want to have a reputation of somebody who always makes up story. But you see, if you're going to joke, I think it, it'd be good to say, you know what, you know I'm joking, you know, and you qualify it. You know, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So joking's okay?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: um... First of all, thank you so much for being here. It's been oh, really encouraging to see and hear. And I was going to ask this privately, actually, but I don't really have much pride anyway, so I'll just come on <laughs> do it in front of everyone. Being transparent is good. Yes, yes. So <laughs> I'm wondering, um, so you spent a while in your early, um, you spent a while as a, young lady, young single lady in ministry. Yes. And I'm wondering, um, did you come up against, I don't know, opposition or even suspicion? Or it can be awkward sometimes in Christian culture being a single lady in ministry or pursuing ministry, did you come up against difficulty like that, and how did you overcome You mean it?
0: because I am a woman or a girl? Or, or because you were a single woman. Well, in a lot of the culture, you know, the question was, number one, what's wrong with you? How come you're still single? Right. And especially, I mean, I got married I was 36 years old. Mm. And so in some culture, they look at you like, like you've got a plague. Right. What's wrong with you? Right. you know. Um, but, you know, for some reason, uh, for me, as a, I, I never, and I, and I thank God for that, I never thought, it never even entered my mind to be a woman in ministry that there, there was a problem with that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not tempted by what you don't know. And I never really didn't know that people would have a problem with a woman in ministry. So I never really let that stop me. I mean, I'd be sometime in India as a young woman doing a, you know, in front of a full room full of pastors, you know. And here I am, a single woman, you know. And they kind of look, but I never let that. They might have been stopped and looking at me like, I don't know if I can, you know. But I never let that stop me because I never knew them here. I never let it be a barrier in my heart. And then it's later on down the road that I found out that women were not supposed to be behind the pulpit, and women were not supposed to teach, and women were not supposed to, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, but by, by that time, it was too late. I knew too much. You know, and so... And yeah, of course, that's not true. We know in the word, I mean, you know, uh, I could show you a whole teaching of, of, you know, God using women mightily in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, all through time. And some of the closest uh, co-laborers with Paul were women. You know what I mean? So did that answer your yes, question? No, it did. Good.
1: Thank you. Don't let that stop you. mm my question is about binding and loosing. Yes. Could you expound on that a little bit, maybe yes. explain it, and how it's different from speaking to the mountain?
0: Well, um, binding and loosing. Here I can give you um, a, what I would call a more English um, paraphrased, paraphrased uh, version of it. I would say whatever you allow on earth, will be allowed in the spirit realm. Whatever you do not allow here on earth will not be allowed in the spirit realm. So you see, when you, by your words, you allow things or you don't allow some things. Here is a clear example. Um... You could, people that will be saying, oh, you know, it's this time of the year. Everybody gets sick. I wonder if I'm going to, you know, there is a virus in the room. I'll tell you the truth. I'll be one to get it. What have you just done with your words? You did not speak to any mountain, but with your words right here on Earth, you gave permission. You loosed sickness here through your mouth. You gave it permission, which in the spirit realm gave it permission. And what happened? Because you gave it permission. God in the, who has authority. You see, you have authority here on earth. God has authority in heavens. And the minute you give it permission here, God, is, you, you lose it. You give it permission. God, there's nothing he can do about it. He's got to allow it. Because God is not going to break his word and his law. So do you understand what I'm saying? So by what you say, you might say something that gives permission to something. You know, your words would give permission to something, and then automatically God has to go by what you say. And by the moment you said, uh-uh, it doesn't matter. If anybody is sick in the room, it will not come on me. What have you done by your words? You have not spoken to any mountain, but by your words you have bound. You have not given permission to that sickness to come upon you. And so when the devil comes and try to, you know, try to set to put it, God says, stop. Uh-uh. You, you are not legally permitted. Right. You see? You gotta stand that. That's one way you bound, bind and loose, giving permission by your word or not allowing by the word you speak. For more information on GoTel Ministry, our teaching, our itinerary, and to discover the many testimonies of those who have been touched and healed by the power of God, you may visit our website at www.GoTelMinistry.org and remember that Jesus came to give you life and life in a bucket.